You're listening to the Third Down Squad Podcast, the best international news podcast for the National Football League. We're your hosts, Derek, Josh, and Toby. Let's get you ready for new set downs on Sunday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Third Down Squad Podcast. A uh, couple real quick things before we get started with this. Uh, I know our voices may change a little bit. We all have downloaded some new audio software to try and make our voices a little bit different. Uh, hopefully right it's a good change that. for you guys. Uh, hopefully it's a good change. If it's not a good change, we'll be sure to change it. Just be sure to let us know if it sounds good for you guys. And another quick thing before we get started, uh, we have a very cool announcement that we on April 20th, uh, about five days before the draft, we are going to be doing our first live stream video. We are going to be doing our live stream, making our own mock draft where we will all be impersonating the mock draft as if we were all actual sports analysis people who are doing it. You know, maybe the next Mel Kuyper here. Who knows? Uh, yeah, nobody wants to take that title. But <laughs> uh, anyway. Sorry, you're not full, you're not full of crap. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Dude. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, what we're, what we're going to be doing basically is, you know, each will go in threes by draft pick. We will be, you know, doing exactly like a draft. We'll take a team. We're going to announce who we think they're going to draft, be giving a quick analysis and then moving on to the next player as if it was an actual NFL draft for the first round. Uh, we we're very excited for it. Uh, hope you guys will actually tune into that live stream again. It's going to be on Saturday, April 20th. Uh, we're going to be doing it around uh, sometime in the afternoon. We will be discussing that a little bit uh, further on. Be sure to check out our Twitter, and we will have a actual update to make sure that you guys know when we're going to be doing that. But uh, hopefully you'll tune into that live stream because we really want it to be something cool for you guys. All right, so now we're going to move on to our first topic of the day, and that involves AB versus Juju Smith-Schuster's beef where earlier AB had, well, this first started with Pittsburgh announcing that their most valuable player from last season was Juju Smith-Schuster. Apparently, Antonio Brown did not like that very much and proceeded to say how uh, Juju was not a, that very good and how he fumbled the season away, and then Juju decided to clap back at him, showing him nothing but love and continue to do that. And then AB went uh, took it to another level going into his Instagram DM to try and uh, make something of it. Uh, this has all been going back and forth, and I think that everyone can kind of agree that AB is in the complete wrong here. But, uh, Toby, we'll start with you. Um, does this prove that Antonio Brown was actually the real problem in Pittsburgh? Well, I, I think for the real problem, there's always two people involved there, but... When you're seeing this right now, of course, Antonio Brown is definitely part of the pro or was definitely part of the problem uh, in Pittsburgh. But that's like I said, it doesn't change anything that Ben Roethlisberger is still a huge problem for the Steelers organization as well. But to the beef with AB uh, right now and Juju on Twitter, first of all, why do you care who the Steelers, your former team, not your current team, select as the most valuable player of a season that you did not go into the playoffs in. So, uh, 
I don't really get it why an all-star wide receiver, one of the best in the league right now, does really care about a team award that it it doesn't change anything for you. It's not like the NFL uh, league MVP for last year or something. But for his point that Juju fumbled the season away, it wasn't just Juju that fumbled the season away. There, AB did not have that great of a season last year either. And I mean, when you're sitting out the last game of the season, you're not yes. the one that has to talk. Just mm -hmm. keep calm and play all the games for your team and don't sit out the last game even it is for nothing, which was not really the case for the Steelers. They still had a shot for the playoffs in that game, I think. Yeah, uh, very true. So, yeah, they still did. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then going into the DMs for and then pulling out a a DM from Juju that was from college, reaching out to the greatest wide receiver at the time in the league and asking him for help to develop. I, what is that about? First off, you don't release DMs of a former teammate of yours. And why did you even release that? The only thing that it did is looking, making Juju look even better than it already did and yep. make you look even worse. So... I, I don't get yeah. it. I think he he actually proved that he is a locker room cancer and he yep. already he is probably one of the biggest problems in Oakland right now, even before they started to to practice with yeah. him. He he exposed that DM thinking that it would make people think, Oh, Juju came to me for help. Me. I don't need to prove myself over Juju. Juju came to me to fix his problems. So he thought maybe that just gave him a higher higher priority over Juju, whatever it was. But Josh, what do you what do you think of all this? Thinking the same way as you guys that <clears throat> see me. Um A B I th he's a definition of petty right now if you looked up mm -hmm. petty in the dictionary right now you'd probably see a picture of antonio brown and it's ridiculous like like toby said sure ben roethlisberger had his issues and he still does but antonio brown is just an attention seeker that's all he is you know i feel bad for juju because you looked up to your hero at the time you know he even called you the greatest wide receiver and that's how you treat him come on Remember that quote from The Dark Knight? You you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain? That's essentially what's going on right now, you know? Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's just sad to see this, you know? Somebody you looked up to, considered one of the great wide receivers, reduced to nothing but just a pure, petty piece of poop, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just horrible. And, the, and like yeah. you said, to pull up the DMs from college, he asked you for help. And did you help him? I think he did, but it's just, man, you know, I just feel bad for Juju. So you know how it, he needs to get back at him? Beat him in every statistical category this coming year. Like Which he might, pretty much did last year except for yeah. except for touchdowns. Pretty much it. Yeah, but I think now that's going to happen because I, I hope so. I Derek Carr isn't really that good of a quarterback i'd say he's mid-tier but he's just not there right. i mean granted he didn't have like weapons but 
he's still mid-tier. I mean, he had Amari right. Cooper and, and, for a decent bunch of his career, so it, you can't say that yeah. he didn't have a weapon for for his entire career. It's basically I just guess. the last, I don't know how many weeks it was when Amari Cooper was traded. I think it was just six weeks that he didn't have a a great receiver in the league on his team. Yeah, yeah I guess well, and, you can and, also say that. Oh, go ahead, Derek. Uh, go ahead, Josh. Finish your point. I was gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say, if you're gonna have a weapon, it's it's good to have a weapon, but you need to know how to use the weapon. So it's just gonna be all up to how Derek Carr decides to use Antonio Brown to help win games. Yeah, and and it's funny because like everyone thinks Antonio's just gonna go out and do the same exact stats. I mean, he is the only realistic receiver on that roster right at this moment. I mean, Tyrell's going to be there, obviously, but I mean, it's not like they're going to be able to throw the ball to him 15 times every game. It's just not going to happen because teams are going to work their way into it. And like, like you said, Derek Carr was good at one point, you know, three years ago when he was having that really great season, but we haven't really seen him come up to that level since then. But the whole reason this beef started is because Antonio Brown is salty. That's what he is. He's salty about this because he thought Pittsburgh decided to do the team award. They gave Juju the most outstanding player. He thought that was, oh, they're going to undermine what I did for not only last season, but all the seasons in general. You're going to undermine me for this 23-year-old kid who basically fumbled on the last uh, play of the of the season. And, and to what Josh or Toby said, you did not play. Okay, you don't get to talk anything about that. You don't even have the right to even bring that up because you did not play for your own self-pity. That's your problem. You do not get to talk about another guy who went out there and worked his ass off to have to get thrown under the bus like that by somebody who didn't even play, who was supposed to be the best player on their team. And I, I don't understand why he's salty at all. He, he left Pittsburgh. He got what he wanted. He got $30 million guaranteed. You're in a new position. You're in a new city. You're in a new light. You're, you got everything you could possibly want, but yet you're still, you're still worried about what the Pittsburgh Steelers are saying. Why, why, why do you care? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I will say this though, this down the road will ruin his, uh, his chances of longevity with the NFL because if he if he doesn't perform these next three years like and I mean perform like if he doesn't get at least 1300 yards at least 10 touchdowns at least 100 catches all this if he doesn't get these numbers and more over the next three years good luck getting a get good luck getting somewhere because at this point the Raiders are stuck with you you already got 30 million dollars from them guaranteed already so you know they're kind of stuck with you at this point but nobody's gonna want that in their locker room anymore and and it's a question of what is it what does it do for the Raiders locker room now it's like if he's doing this to his former teammate that he's only known for two years what's he gonna say about us what's gonna happen if we don't do well what's he gonna say yeah so this is a this is a terrible look for Antonio Brown. Absolutely terrible. Uh, I do feel bad for Juju. Wait, way to go, Juju, for keeping it classy and all this stuff. I mean, not falling into that trap. Juju will 
come out with a vengeance, I'm sure, later on. Yeah, and uh, right. ju- just yeah. to cap it off, I, I, I really think he deserved the, the awards you did. Because, yeah. like you said, yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, he had the better stats over the season. And I don't even think Antonio Brown was the second best player on that team. I would actually take James Conner over him to pick up that slack yeah. from Le'Veon not playing that entire season. I think he yep. is way in front of Antonio Brown and that regard of most valuable players on the Steelers last season. Yep, very true. Heck, I totally heck, agree. Heck, I'm going to put Shazier at three, and he didn't even play the entire season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that motivational done, piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and just on a, a, another thing, I know probably who watches this probably already saw the video. You guys saw the video yeah, the of box Brian Shazier yeah. doing the box Amazing. jumps? That dude is awesome, man. 16 months after almost being paralyzed, he's doing box jumps. Good for him, man. You know, I'm still praying that he gets back at some point, but you never know. Take, we'll just, yeah, we'll just take, have to see. Just keep up the, take the work. Take it easy, Shazier. Don't want to. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I mean, he's got it, the it, best. It is, yeah, it is impressive that you're doing box jumpers jumps but you're probably giving somebody somewhere a minor heart attack if something goes wrong so yeah and, he's and, giving me a heart attack yeah, okay and, and that, that was not a low box jump that was that was pretty that high was not a low box jump no but a good thing is he's always got trainers with him they'll make sure he's yeah good. he had support and all that so yep all right so now we're gonna move on to another person uh who's gonna actually be staying with his team demarcus lawrence uh the Uh, details of a new contract just came out that they've extended him a new contract of five years, $100 million. Uh, This was a big signing for Dallas. You know, there was wondering uh, if he was actually going to leave or if he was just going to be franchise tagged. Well, Dallas has officially kept him around for a long time. Uh, And then Josh, we'll start with you. How important was this signing for the Dallas Cowboys? It was very important because outside of uh, Vander Esch and the uh, you know Lee, there really weren't any other top tier talent on that defense. But Demarcus Lawrence was pretty much the guy because he's the ultimate pass rusher for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the deal. I think he really was worth it in the end. I think you're going to get a good amount of value for what you got now. Mm-hmm. A hundred million may seem like a lot, but this guy's still fairly young. I think he's what twenty five, or about what his age 20, is 20, 23, 25. Yeah, I know he's in his mid twenties. Mid twenties, yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna get him till he's thirty. So I'm pretty sure right now you still signed him down for the prime of his career. So that's right. why I think it's a good sign because we're not talking Bryce Harper money or you know. Mike Trout money, but it is almost the equivalent to that when you're a defensive player for a hundred million dollars. That's a lot. I'd say well-deserved too. What do you think, Toby? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely well-deserved that he, he got the money and for, from a Cowboys standpoint, I mean, they had to make that, make that deal. Like Josh said, they, they don't have that much talent on defense and, that guy had, I, I think it was 24 and a half sacks over the last two seasons. So mm-hmm. you, you got to keep a player like that around. You saw it with, with Khalil Mack last season with the Raiders, how they declined with signing away their top defensive lineman. 
And I think the same thing would have happened with the Cowboys. They just would have declined on defense so much, even with the the draft and a an amazing draft class for defensive line still ahead. I don't think you can get a talent like Demarcus Lawrence at the position that the the Cowboys are in the draft. So it, it makes total sense, and the price twenty million a year for for a defensive end of his stature, it's it's a pretty good deal, I believe. That's it's not too much and not too little, so it's it's a win win for both sides. And mm-hmm. uh the only thing about that deal is one party that might be unhappy about it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Cause I think they were hoping that that deal wouldn't get signed with the Cowboys and they could trade for Demarcus Lawrence and get somebody back on their defensive line since D Ford went to the 49ers and Justin Houston, of course, uh, went to your team, the Colts. So mm-hmm. Kansas City was, I think, really, really hoping on getting Demarcus Lawrence and the Cowboys screwing up there, but they didn't. And Kansas City, yeah, got to hope for the draft, I think. Yep, definitely have to. Yeah, this is this is big money. Um, good for Demarcus and, and good for Dallas. I mean, we've seen, especially in recent years, that it's easy to find good defensive line talent, but to find elite defensive line talent like a Demarcus Lawrence, you have to spend the big bucks and you have to look fast because that kind of stuff doesn't just come through the draft very often. I can almost guarantee you any defensive lineman that comes out of the draft this year may or may not be as good as Demarcus Lawrence is right now. Because like you said, Toby, about 25 sacks over the last two years, the guy's a sacking machine. And that's exactly what a team needs because it's tough to find talent like that. I mean, obviously, uh, he's among the probably one of the top five most talented defensive linemen out there right now. Obviously, top 10. There's no one denying that. Uh, This was an important signing because... Like you guys said, they have good linebacker core, but they really don't have anything else other than that. And to keep a pass rusher like Demarcus Lawrence, that's a that's huge for their defense because you absolutely need a good defense. You need pass rushers in order to be able to succeed in this league. We've noticed that time and time again. Uh, and I think this trade deals uh, or this money is worth really good for both sides. I really wish the Colts could have pulled the trigger on this one. I really, really, really hoped that the Colts would get him, but that's obviously way too much money for uh, Chris Ballard to want to sign. But, uh, yeah, good for DeMarcus. Uh, he definitely got his money. He said that he was thinking of leaving had he not gotten a new contract extension. And uh, Dallas listened to him, and they said we weren't going to throw him away. So let's just keep him around for a while. That was that was a really good pickup by the Cowboys there. Remember, Derek, there's always Madden for us. We can always dream. Yeah, there's always Madden, but nothing works in Madden, okay? We already know the Madden curse is real, okay? The Madden curse is real. And it, it got proved again this year because A.B. was on the cover last year. Now look at what he's doing now. He's ruined his reputation even more than what it already is. Okay. So really, really, really quick. It just I guess it's affected now, now him you, in a different way. Yeah. Now you can just say when you say A B, you can just say A bitch. <laughs> so All right, we're trying to keep it child friendly here. <laughs> we're talking about a dog had... here. Okay, we're talking about a dog. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. We're going to move on. We're going to transition to something a little different here. We're going to talk about the mock draft. Uh, we're going to be talking about our uh, mock drafts here soon. But the NFL draft, there have been a couple of reports. We started uh, at the end of the season. We started talking about who potentially might trade up or trade down in the draft uh, to possibly get somebody different. Uh, there was a report coming out a few days ago that the Jets really wanted to trade down to try and acquire more picks because I don't know if they truly think that they uh, need the person that they want to get at the third pick. But, uh, Toby, we're going to start with you. Who who uh, of the teams in the first round might possibly move up or trade down to acquire some picks? Well, first off for the Jets deal that you talked about, uh, I think it would actually be a great move for the Jets to move down a couple of spots, get a couple more picks for for mm-hmm. that because they just have too many holes on their roster right now, which a yep. couple more uh, draft picks could really solve, especially on that defensive line. Like I said, it's a pretty strong defensive line draft class, so they could use that uh, those draft picks uh and I mean they're in the same position that the Colts were last year at the third overall pick. Mm-hmm. And of course the Chats traded up from the six spots and gave the Colts three second round picks and the sixth overall draft pick from last year. So that's if they can get a deal like that this year for the third overall draft pick, I I think it's it, they have a good chance of picking up uh the the players that they actually need at the position that they need. So that's a team that might trade down. And another team that I'm looking at to possibly trade down are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the same reason. They just have too many holes on their roster. And at that five spot, mm-hmm. all the elite players uh, are probably gone at that point, like a Nick Bosa, Quinn and Williams, and a Josh Allen. So those three are probably gone before they even get to pick so i think get a couple more draft picks because all the other guys underneath that are pretty damn close so you don't really get that much of a downgrade if you pick at the fifth spot or possibly the 15th spot and that's already taken away from what i'm gonna say for my up trading teams i i believe the washington redskins are a team that might look to trade up from that 15th spot because they need a quarterback and at 15 i think they are probably looking at uh daniel jones from duke that's probably gonna be the only player that is still available for them since i think at least three teams ahead of them are gonna pick a a quarterback, be it the Arizona Cardinals probably picking Kyler Murray, possibly the Giants are picking a quarterback. You got uh, the Miami Dolphins ahead of them. You got the Denver Broncos ahead of them. So I think they, if they want to take a quarterback, trade up to that fifth, third spot, give them a couple of draft picks, get your quarterback, because I don't think Case Keenum is the solution for you. And mm-hmm. another team, yeah, maybe even the Miami Dolphins, another team in need of a quarterback trade up there, get Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So that's the two teams that I think will have a a good chance of trading up 
where we have a good chance of seeing trading up there to get that quarterback for the future. Yeah, uh, Josh, what what are you thinking? All right, so I'm gonna sound like a, uh, I guess like a crazy person, like a Mel Kiper, you could say, but uh, I'm gonna probably say that for a team that's gonna trade up, it's gonna be the Raiders to the uh, 27th pick from the Colts, because the Raiders are in the middle of a rebuilding, and I uh, think Colts that are 26. Was, 26. So yeah, they'd be going from 27 to 26. So I think if, in all, in all actuality, I can actually see this happening, is the uh, Raiders trading up to get the Colts pick. The Colts are pushed back out of the first round, but they get more second-round picks in a second-first rounder for next year's draft. Now, I can see that happening, but I, I would probably put about 30%, maybe less, on that actually happening if given the opportunity. But another team I can see trading up, is I'm with Toby on this one, the Redskins, because they're putting that awkward position at the number 15 spot where half of all the good players are gone, but you still have half of everybody else. So it just depends on if they're looking for Alex Smith's replacement or uh, you know solidifying that offensive line for the next person to come in to the Redskins organization. But uh, right. yep. I think, uh, I don't know how, but I guess another team that could trade up I would probably say would be the, uh, oh gosh, you know, man, I had it, but I think, oh man, I'm I'm just totally losing my mind right now. You're gonna have to edit this out, Toby, because <laughs> this is getting hard. Because I'm like, don't worry, don't here, here. I'll I'll go with mine again. Yeah. Think about it. Maybe I remember the Broncos. Here. That's what it was. The Broncos. The Broncos. There we go. That's right. what it was. Yeah, because I could see them. Because, I mean, 10 isn't bad, but if you want to get a defensive line, because you have Fawn Miller and Bradley Chubb for the off- outside linebackers. So why don't you try to trade up, see what you can get for, uh, you, you know, see how close you can get and try to get maybe a uh, Montez Sweat, if at all possible. Maybe uh, if you get lucky enough to get that Jets spot or the number three spot, probably go for Quinnen Williams or uh, Josh Allen. See how that goes. Yeah, but you said right. it. They they that, don't really need a defensive lineman. That's the problem I see with the with the Broncos trading up. Their their need is more in a quarterback or a cornerback, not really a front seven. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah. So, and I just realized that Quentin Williams. Whatever, I'll fix that later. Uh, I think that the Jets probably do trade down. To be completely honest, I think that, like you said, they need a lot more positions filled. A uh, team that I could also see trading back, uh, probably Jacksonville. Uh, I could see them trying to acquire more picks for that offense because I think their offense just needs a, a serious overhaul for offensive line and receiver's sake to get uh, trade back a few places, get an extra pick or two for in the second round, pick up a couple of good receivers that will still be there. Uh, Denver I have trading up. And I know Denver most likely will either want somebody on that uh, offensive line or defensive line or are going to try to make a move for uh, for Dwayne Haskins. Uh, we've been talking, Dem- uh, Toby's been adamant about that for a while. <laughs> so I think that they would try to do that. Um, and Miami, I have the same thing. I think they would try to trade up for the exact same reason to get Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Washington, I see... I see both ways. 
You know, honestly, I see both ways. I see a uh, potential of trading down and up because I think that, like you said, they b- would trade up to get a quarterback if they could. But at the same time, I could also see them trying to trade down to get more picks for the future because they know that they get their quarterback later on. This is another team that I think you guys might be surprised about to, that would trade down is the Atlanta Falcons at the 14th spot because we've been talking about it recently how they have a lot of positions that need filled, especially on that defensive side. And if there's a team that in the t- uh, from like 20 down that wants to take their spot and because they know they want somebody in particular – Atlanta could take a couple more spots and get a couple more uh, defensive position guys uh, late first round, early second uh, round. I think that would be another good one for Atlanta to possibly think about. Mm -hmm. All right. And now we're going to move on to our players that we would want and we shouldn't uh, want. And this was uh, thanks to our friend Seth. This was a topic that he brought up to us uh, last week. Uh, we thank decided you, to break it into two yeah, parts. Thank yep, you thank so you so much. Very much. Um, giving so us content. Start, yeah, giving us yeah. content. That's what we want. <laughs> That's what we need. Um, I'll start this one. Uh, I'll start with the people that I would want and wouldn't want. Uh, players that I would want specifically. Uh, first one is Christian Wilkins. Uh, That's been a big name for the Colts for pretty much this entire draft process. But I think I would want him not particularly for his uh, playmaking ability as much as his character because I, I think I told this story earlier in a podcast a couple weeks ago that Christian Wilkins was the main reason Deion Kane did not get kicked out of Clemson because of some off-the-field issues that he was having. Christian Wilkins kind of took him in as the uh, – as the brother that Dion never had and kind of kept him on the straight path. And now you see what Dion is and Dion's about to uh, play for the Colts. So it would be a perfect combination uh, made in heaven for the Colts. And another player is Jonathan Abram. Uh, I have him right now projected as the 32nd pick for uh, the new England Patriots. I think his, his, uh, style of play reminds a lot of Colts fans of Bob Sanders. And it's funny because you would have a Jonathan Abram uh, type, uh, a Bob Sanders type player that's an aggressive uh, hitter right off the bat. And then you have Malik Hooker on the other side being the ball hawk. I think that'd be absolutely great to have that combination. Uh, Brian Burns, a defensive lineman from Florida state is another one. And I think that, uh, People have been saying that he was going to be a top 15 pick had he not gotten injured late in the season uh, because of his stats, uh, you know, having over uh, this last season, having over 15 tackles for loss and having 10 sacks on the year that those stats do add up pretty well. Uh, And then the other one, last one was Terry McLaurin. Uh, I've already spewed my two cents into that one from the last few podcasts. I think he's a great uh, dude overall. And uh, two scenarios I wouldn't want. And Josh, you're going to like this one. I do not want Chase Winovich. Okay? Stop <laughs> with it. Please stop it. All right? Damn, Seth yeah, and I have already talked about right it here. too. I do not want him. Anyone that wants him on the Colts, stop it. No. he's got He's got some anger issues that only really Ohio State people actually know about. 
because we've, we've seen it like we've seen it from games before Ohio state and then calling the, that last game where the, he got destroyed like calling that a mirage instead of taking responsibility for it. And then, uh, for, regarding the situation of the first round, I do not want a quarterback or a wide receiver in the first round. You want to get a cornerback or a wide receiver in the uh, second round? Go right ahead. Be my guest. But please get a defensive lineman first, please. All right, Josh, who do you want for our team? Who do you not want? All right, so what I want for our team is DeAndre Baker, the cornerback from Georgia. Okay. Because uh, I just want a good, solid lockdown corner. Not to take away anything from Desir or uh, you know uh, Wilson, they do a fine job. But I just want to solidify the uh, cornerback position on our defense because we also need a ball hawk when it comes to uh, the cornerbacks. Another person I want would be Dexter Lawrence or pretty much anybody from Clemson because there's plenty of them. So, yeah. but, but I prefer Dexter Lawrence just because. Do you see the size of this dude? He looks like he could rip your car in half, and that's what I want <laughs> in a player. You know? Just be the Hulk. Just... Yeah. And like you said, too, Christian Wilkins, because of his off-the-field, like his characteristics, I think he fits the culture. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, and you have Dion Kane there, too, man. That'd be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Who do I not want? Anyone that's a wide receiver. You know? <laughs> uh, we have plenty of wide receivers. I don't like watching my... All right, this is going to be a rant for all of you there. I don't want to look at another ESPN, CBS Sports, Pro Football Talk, freaking mock draft where we have a wide receiver. We have plenty of them. Now they can say, oh, we got Devin Funches for one year and all that and stuff. We need to solidify. No, we need a defense. Andrew Luck can make anybody look great. We need a defense to counter that. I just am tired of looking at all that. I'm sure you're not opposed to the idea of drafting one, just not in the first round. Yes, just not in the first round. Okay, I can appreciate that one. Because there's so much defensive talent, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you need to go for the defensive talent while you have it there. Toby, who are some players you want and wouldn't want for the Saints? (laughs) Well, Josh, you had had one last comment there. Uh, So go ahead and... I'll finish it off. All right, the last one, and the last one is uh, I'm just not really looking forward to uh, I guess like 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 you said like as much as I joke about Chase Winovich, you're right. He's not meant for the culture, and as much as we meme him to death on this thing, he's just not a perfect fit. I just chose him because, like I said, remember, I chose him because I forgot Christian Wilkins existed or Colin no, Farrell no, but like, it, and it's not just being you. I've put uh, especially Colts fans I've seen them make mock drafts with Chase Winovich as a number one guy for us and I just don't see it there's plenty of other options than Chase Winovich the first time please keep him away hold on on. I gotta I gotta do this I gotta do this I gotta do this the entire Clemson roster is on that draft board we need a Clemson player All right. I know. I know we meme about Chase Winovich. I know we talk about Chase Winovich. He is a meme to us. We will probably get him, not at all. 
but he is a second round, third round, fourth round, whatever round pick. He's just not a first rounder. So let's yes. just go with somebody from Clemson and we will just deal with it later. Right. Thank you, Josh, right. for that All public right. service announcement. Yeah. Uh, Toby, Toby, uh, players you would want and what want for the Saints. Well, for the Saints, is a, it's a whole different story since they don't have a first-round pick. And that second round, um, yeah, if you're looking at that defensive player level that they are at, I don't think the Saints, and I, I didn't think I would ever say that for the Saints in a million years, they, they actually don't need defensive players this year. So... Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, draft draft some offensive guys, draft some weapons for Drew Brees. And a couple of players uh, I'd like to see them draft is, first of all, wide receiver Paris Campbell, if he's still available okay. late second round. Mm-hmm. Would be a great addition, a second Ohio State uh, receiver with Michael Thomas. Big dude yep. that has a, lo- a big re- catch radius for Drew Brees in the red zone as well. And secondly, after Mark Ingram left, I think uh, Latavius Murray is not really the answer that the front office for the Saints might hope he'd be. So I'd I'd love to see them draft Mike Weber, also from Ohio State, because I believe he, he, he just is such a similar runner to Mark Ingram. And he could just come mm-hmm. in there and fill the exact same role that Mark Ingram had and would compliment El- uh, Alvin Kamara greatly in that offensive scheme that the Saints have. And thirdly is a familiar name down in New Orleans in Irv Smith uh, Jr., of course. Uh, Irv Smith Sr. already played for the Saints. And just to give them another tight end, a young tight end other than Jared Cook, who is 32 years old, and yeah, basically just an order target as well for Drew Brees. So basically what I'm saying is get somebody on offense, get a target for Drew Brees or get a replacement for Mark Ingram. That's got to be the the thing for the second round for the Saints with the first pick they have. And things I don't want to see. I don't really have a player that I don't want to see because I think in the second round you pretty much take what you can get. Uh, the only thing I don't want to see is the Saints trading up and giving up any draft picks from next year's draft because if you're looking at the draft class from next year, not only quarterback but offensive talent alone in that draft class that's going to be there, it, it's going to be ridiculous. So keep as many draft picks as you can or get as many draft picks as you can for next year's draft class. Because I think the 2020 draft is going to be ridiculous for offense, and the Saints need it. Yep, very true. All right, now we're going to move on to our polls that we ran from last week. Uh, We're going to start with Toby's poll, where his poll ran as, what would be the best option for the Giants? Uh, We had 42% of people saying draft Haskins, the other 41% saying other with no comments. And then we had a 17% saying pick up Rosen and rely on Eli Manning for the remainder of next year. Toby, what do you, what do you make of those results? Well, I, I, I'm also split. I don't really know what the, the giants should do. And I think, 
nobody knows what they actually should do. But first, for for that poll, I just have a general request. Here it goes. Yeah. Please, if we already put it in in our poll, in brackets, comment behind others. Please, if the majority of people vote for other and we get no comment whatsoever from anybody that is vote, voting on others, there, there's no reason in voting at all. Just give us a quick That's comment what the, what the Giants are doing. Just... <laughs> Give us your input. I don't know what I should do with that right. result now. Yeah, some people say right because if we if we say other, okay, you said other, but what 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 do you mean other? Yeah, what uh, other uh, options? Okay, you're not for drafting Haskins, and you're not for picking up Rosen and starting Eli Manning. So what's the other? Okay, uh, do you want that they pick up Rosen and start Rosen? Do you want Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback? for uh for yeah. the giants as far as we know you want johnny Manziel as the starting quarterback for the giants <laughs> so yeah uh yeah but i mean I, I in my opinion the best option for the giants is just draft dwayne <laughs> haskins at number six he was the best quarterback in uh college football last season with 50 touchdowns it that's that's mm-hmm. not a fluke and I mean, they have receivers still without uh, OBJ, who is now with the Browns. Uh, mm-hmm. They still have Sterling Shepard, and they have Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley, who can catch a ball. So, give them a quarterback that can actually throw a ball to them and just get Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and, and in case anybody didn't quite realize, I didn't point out the fact that Toby. Jay Browns jersey. No, that does not mean he's hopping on the Browns bandwagon. You'll just come to the fact that he has a lot of different jerseys and he likes to oh. show them off in front of us a lot. So when, while know, we're on the topic of New York, I don't know if you guys know this, but WrestleMania was at MetLife Stadium this Sunday. Yeah. And one yeah. of the and one of the guys from SNL walked out in the Cleveland Browns OBJ jersey and they nice. got booed. And I oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. And on a, a completely different side topic here, Josh, did you did you and Zach see Bret Hart get attacked by that fan at WWE yeah. Beach? Well, I didn't. See, I didn't see it, but I heard about it online. Yeah, I I saw it, and like it, it was it was funny seeing that dude get beat up while he was being detained. <laughs> like all the wrestlers were just throwing haymakers oh. at him while he was pulled out yeah. by police that was funny because he totally deserved that all right now we're gonna move on to my poll wait 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 we didn't hear your opinions oh, on oh, the giants quarterback oh, okay we gotta hear the opinions here josh please explain your opinion on toby's poll i think that it brought up a very interesting point that eli manning's career is pretty much at an end right now. We're just delaying the inevitable. So it's time to focus on the future and having the Mara family stop looking to the past. His time is over. It is time to go for somebody like Dwayne Haskins or heck, if you want to, and I think that this is going to happen. Ready for this? They're going to just butcher this season and then get like somebody like Joe Burrow or Tua in the next draft. You know? Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I I think that they're just going to butcher. 
Or you know what? Or just waiting for the net, for that Clemson kid to leave anytime soon. I yeah, but I mean, Trevor's Trevor's only a freshman last year, yeah. so I mean, he's we got two be, more years before that. Let, that at stuff least, works. yeah. Let's yeah. Let's face it. The Giants are just going to like butcher this season. See what they got. Take a quarterback if they want to or not, or just butcher the next season. Wait for Trevor Lawrence to come out. I don't think he will. I think he'll stay till the senior season. But yeah. I will I, I will say this because I've been saying it ever since this has all started. If the Giants don't get Dwayne Haskins, they're setting themselves up for failure for at least the next three years, at least, because you're missing out on a guy that led the Big Ten in touchdowns, led the Big Ten in, in yards in a single season. What more do you want? What more do you want? to prove that Dwayne Haskins is the real deal. And I'm sorry for anyone that loves Eli Manning. He is done. He's done. He's 37. He's not getting any better. And now he's got one less good receiver to throw the ball to. I could bring up stats if I had to. If I had told Toby to bring some stats with him, I'm sure he could have put it up on the board. Eli Manning, since having Odell Beckham, completes 70% of his passes thrown to Odell Beckham. When he throws it to another person, he completes 50, less than 50%. I mean, what more do you want? He doesn't have what it takes anymore. He's just not there anymore. And especially behind that offensive line, he is just, he's going to get crippled, okay? Just Giants fans, do me a favor and please pray for you getting Dwayne Haskins. It'd be the best thing for you. I promise you that. All right. So now we're going to move on to my poll, which talked about what team should trade up to get a quarterback. And we had 67% of people saying Miami should do that. And 33% saying the Broncos should. Uh, no one commented on the Redskins or anyone else doing so. And, I mean, this is both teams could realistically do so, and I think that uh, I think Miami has kind of like has kind of opened the door for it because they've you know they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they're they're not keeping Ryan Fitzpatrick to be the starting quarterback. They want him to be a backup piece, and I think that they truly do want uh, a new young uh, fresh quarterback that will give. Uh, the Dolphins a better chance to win. And I think Dwayne Haskins is ultimately that guy. And if maybe Kyler Murray doesn't go to Arizona, then I could see them maybe waiting to get Kyler Murray if hence that doesn't happen. But ultimately I think that you guys are right that the Miami Dolphins ultimately are, uh, have the best likelihood of trading up for a quarterback. What do you guys think? Well, since they shipped, they pretty much paid to get Tannehill out of there, you know. I think that it, most definitely they will be. And whether that is Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones or Drew Locke, heck, even Will Greer, you know, I could see that happening. I think that they're just going to wait to see which quarterback falls to them, though. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think we have, or at least I have mostly answered my answer to that in uh, who should trade up and we're, we're down in the, in the draft. And I mean, I, I could see Miami, but I don't see them as clear as a favorite to trading up as most people do. Cause I, 
I feel like they want to rely on Ryan Fitzpatrick, actually. I, I know it sounds weird, I wouldn't do it personally, but if you're looking at it, he was the second best quarterback in the NFC South ahead of Matt Ryan and Cam Newton last year in the NFC South, just behind Drew Brees. So if you're just looking at that, you, you're going to say, okay, this guy is a starter. And if the Miami Dolphins are looking at it that way, I'm, I I could see if they they think they found their starter already. But of course, they they probably should trade up and get a quarterback. And as I've said, uh, Denver should get a quarterback. I've been preaching that as long as we're doing the mock drafts on this channel already. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Washington again, nobody I think voted on it. Uh, I think you said Derek. So yep. I, I'm, I'm a bit surprised about that, but uh, I could actually see the reason why in that they don't have the capital of uh, the draft stock in uh, uh, draft picks that they could actually trade up that far to get a decent uh, quarterback like Dwayne Haskins because they would have had to trade up probably ahead of the Giants at six, and they just don't have that many picks to make that trade happen. Very true. All right, so now we're going to move on to the final poll, and that's Josh's ask of, do you think Aaron Rodgers is the way he is because of the shadow of Brett Favre? Well, and 50%, it was split each way. Josh, please explain these findings. Well, I the way the reason I thought of that is because Brett Favre had one thing that Aaron Rodgers to this day still lacks, and that is trust in in his own leadership. You know, where when people played with Brett Favre, they felt like they were a part of something, but when they played with Aaron Rodgers, they just felt like they were just another tool for him. You know, they didn't feel like a part of his well being, and I'm pretty sure that the recent debacle between McCarthy and the Packers pretty much showed both sides of the argument. And I think that Brett Favre, I still think would is the best green Bay Packer quarterback to ever play. Now I know you have like your others like Rogers and, you know, a couple others. I can't uh, remember right now off the top of my head, but it's just that Brett Favre was green Bay, you know, he he was and still is. So to have that on your shoulders to where you have to live up to the expectations of pretty much one of the greats of all time, even though his uh, interception to touchdown rate might seem a bit off, but I still think Brett Favre is pretty much the reason why Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust in himself as of late. And that's why. What do you think? All right. All right. Um, well, I I actually agree with the no side on this one. So, I I actually think it's it's the other way around. Cause I mean, Brett Favre was always a humble guy and a complete different personality than Aaron Rodgers was. And I mean, he was the same way already uh, when he was in college or in high school. When you hear about that those stories, so I think Brett the experience with Brett Favre should have actually helped him to get a little bit more humble and down to earth and see what a great player could actually be if he just uh 
just concentrates on the game and not on anything else that is happening off the field or gets into uh, fights or beef with the coaches or something like that. And when you look in what right now when he's coming out that it's not that way that it actually was and playing it down that it's a completely different stories and I mean he he's it's just his personality he has always been like that and I don't think much has to do with being behind Brad Favre it's just that he didn't accept the help of Brad Favre that he might have had when Brad Favre was there that he, Brad Favre could have offered him in that regard yeah I mean this is a um I don't really know like this is kind of one of those things ever had you know it's just one of those things that you know he kind of just keeps quiet about himself and do I think he has a little bit of resentment to that probably but ultimately I think this just kind of been his personality and just kind of who he is as a person you know just not that natural born outspoken leader kind of like what Brett Favre was all right so now we're going to move to the moment that you've all been waiting for and this will be our final mock draft it's Josh's mock draft 3.0 Josh please take it away all right for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, I am going to be staring directly at the uh, screen. That's because my printer isn't working, so I'm just going to be staring at Microsoft Excel. So if I'm, like, staring into your soul, I'm sorry. All right. But without further ado, here we go. Ready for this? Let's do this. But the first pick... All right. Hold on. I got to do it. I got to do the voice thing. <laughs> All right. Let's try this. All right. With the first pick in the uh, 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. We all get it. It's not going to change. Let's move on. Part two, all right, with the second pick, the Niners draft Nick Bosa. With the third pick, I have the New York Jets taking Quinnen Williams out of Alabama. With the fourth pick, I have Oakland taking Josh Allen out of Kentucky, and with the fifth pick, I have Tampa Bay taking Jonah Williams, offensive tackle out of Alabama. With the uh, sixth pick, the New York Giants select Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle of Florida. With the seventh pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Cody Ford, offensive tackle Oklahoma. With the eighth pick, the Detroit Lions select Rashawn Gary, edge rusher out of Michigan. With the ninth pick, Buffalo selects D.K. Metcalf, wide receiver, Ole Miss. And with the 10th pick, Denver selects Montez Sweat, edge rusher, Mississippi State. So what do you guys think of that one? Derek, take it away. Uh, I I agree with most of them. Uh, all right. You know, it's pretty much how, you know, all of us have kind of been, kind of been with the top 10. We pretty much agree on eight or nine out of 10 of the players in the top 10. We all kind of agree on them. Uh, I, I think that, that that's pretty solid for pretty much everything that we've been t saying over the last two months. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I totally agree with the players that you're you selected, but I just have one thought about that mock draft and that clean up in aisle four. Clean up in aisle four, please. Ah, yeah. All right. That was a special thing for the top ten, so I'm back to normal with the rest. All right. With the 11th pick, Cincinnati selects Devin White, linebacker out of LSU. Shocker, it's not Hawkinson like I've had. With the 12th pick, the Green Bay Packers select Devin Bush, linebacker Michigan. With the 13th pick, Miami selects Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. With the 14th pick, I have Atlanta taking Greedy Williams, cornerback LSU. With the 15th pick, I have Washington taking Daniel Jones, quarterback out of Duke. With the uh, 16th pick, I have Carolina taking Colin Farrell out of Clemson. With the 17th pick, I have the New York Giants selecting DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. With the 18th pick, I have Minnesota taking Byron Murphy, quarterback, Kentucky. With the uh, 19th pick, I have Tennessee taking Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, Clemson. With the 20th pick, I have Pittsburgh taking Mac Wilson, linebacker out of Alabama. Okay. 21st um, pick, I have Seattle taking Ed Oliver, edge rusher out of Houston. All right, so what do you guys think? Um. Well, half of these I agree with. The other half I do not I agree with your Devin White pick. I agree with your Tennessee pick and kind of what you're going with with the Pittsburgh pick and kind of see that. I just, I I don't know if I would say that Green Bay absolutely needs another another guy like that. Uh, I wouldn't, I would say Atlanta needs more of a pass rusher than they do a corner at this moment. I don't think Carolina needs much of a defensive front either. They need more protection. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to work more on their line. And I I think the Giants are going to look for more defensive line as well. Um, Yeah. um, I kind of disagree on Derek's point. I I agree on most of the stuff that Derek said, but the only thing is I could see Atlanta – uh, going for a cornerback. I mean, they had a big gap back in the backfield there, so I could see them go for a cornerback. Um, then Carolina, I mean, they just have too many holes to really say what their need is, really. So they need defense as well as an offensive line. Um, the only thing is here, the 21st overall pick with Ed Oliver... I feel like even with the off-field issues that Oliver has, uh, his draft stock has been rising for the last couple of weeks or days. So I don't think he'll drop to 21. He'll go a little higher. So that's that's the only thing that might might not be the way that Josh sees it. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's wrap this up. With the 22nd pick out of Baltimore taking Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. With the 23rd pick, Houston is still taking Deontay Thompson, the safety out of Alabama. Uh, Sorry about that. I thought I heard someone. 
Uh, with the 24th pick, I have Oakland, Oakland taking Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Alabama. With the uh, uh, 25th pick, I feel sorry, Clemson. I don't know what Clemson, Alabama. That's they're always fighting each other, you know. Uh, with the uh, 25th pick, Philadelphia taking Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington State. With the 26th pick, Indianapolis will take still take Draymond Jones. That's a tackle out of Ohio State. With the 27th pick, I have Oakland taking Drew Locke, cornerback out of Missouri. With the uh, 28th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers will take Nasir Adderley, safety out of Delaware. Uh, with the uh, 29th pick, KC will be taking Josh Jacobs, running back out of Alabama. Uh, with the 30th pick, I have Green Bay taking Brian Burns, edge rusher out of Florida State. With the 31st pick, the uh, Los Angeles Rams will be taking Dalton Risen, offensive tackle, Kansas State. And with the last pick in the draft, I have the New England Patriots taking Noah Fant, tight end out of Iowa. Yep. Well, um, I guess we can kind of, Toby and I can tell you what just how the yeah. Patriots had just signed Austin Safarian Jenkins right before our podcast. So the Noah Fant thing, probably out the door right now, to be completely honest with you. But, um, but you know, they, they might look again for a long-term situation. It might, that's not always the case, but, um, <laughs> some interesting names there, some different names that I don't think we've heard so far throughout any of the mock drafts so far. Um, I give you, I give you style points for getting interesting with it. I, I, I can't see too many things that are different uh, or the same as mine. So, you know, my, a couple of my guys, I guess Jerry Tillery is probably the only guy in the top tw- in the last 11 draft picks uh, that you and I have in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Derek said, Austin Safarian Jenkins just got picked up by the Patriots. So no faint is probably not going to happen. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree on most of it. The only thing is I, I just can't see Daniel Jones going ahead of Drew Locke. Like you have it in this mock draft. That's, I, I don't know. I just can't see Locke, yeah. Locke not going uh, as the third quarterback. Only if yeah. the only way that I can see it happen if, is if the Giants actually pick him up because he has uh, uh, personal connections to Eli Manning. That's the only way that I could see uh, Jones going ahead of Drew Locke. Yeah. All right, well... That is it for our podcast today. We hope you all enjoyed. And again, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I w- we will all have updates for you uh, based on when we're going to be doing that live stream, which ultimately means we won't be doing a video next week. It'll just be the live stream itself. Yeah, but it, it, it will be uploaded afterwards. So if you can't watch the live stream, so, it, it will still be on the yeah, channel. The live stream will still be up, but we just would like to have anybody streaming it if they definitely can. But uh, yeah, we're hoping to make that a fun thing for you guys. Uh, thank you all again for watching. Thanks, Toby and Josh, for doing this with me. And as always, guys, peace. See ya. Later.